Once again, you are welcome to the morning show on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. Uh, welcome to the newspaper headlines, where I'll be taking you through a couple of newspapers' uh, headlines making waves across newspapers in Nigeria. We start things off with the punch newspaper headlines. PDP governors move against Mark Oinola to reduce military influence. Still on the Punch newspaper headlines, banks begin deduction of loans from chronic debtors' accounts. The deposit money banks are recovering debts owned by chronic debtors from their accounts in other banks to curb the growth of non-performing loans in the industry, findings have revealed. Figures obtained from the Central Bank of Nigeria and the National Bureau of Statistics showed that the NPLs in the banks recorded a slight decline from 1.2 trillion naira at the end of the second quarter of 2020 to 1.1 trillion naira at the end of July 2021. Still on the Punch newspaper headlines, intertribal marriages among core members foster unity, NYSC. Director, Core Welfare and Health Services National Youth Service Corps, Mr. Benjamin Ayo Omotade, on Sunday said intertribal marriages among the core members have continued to foster national unity. He made this known while addressing the 2021 batch cease trim one members deployed to Ondo State at the NYSE Permanent Orientation Camp in Ikare, Akoko. Still on the Punch newspaper headlines, Masari's chief of staff disowns 2023 campaign posters. And lastly, on the Punch newspaper headlines, a man arrested for defiling a 10-year-old left behind by mother in Ondo. The Ondo State Police Command has arrested a man, Soji Bakari, for allegedly defiling a 10-year-old girl. The victim's mother said Bakari was caught in the act and handed over to policemen at the A Division police station in Akure. She disclosed that her child was taken to a hospital by the police for medical treatment and examination. Let's take some news from the Vanguard newspaper headlines now. Gunshots in Plateau Assembly as youths defy security. The peaceful protest at the entrance of the Plateau State House of Assembly has taken a new turn as youths loyal to the two factions in the House squared up against one another. The youths loyal to the embattled Speaker Abok Ayuba were carrying placards, dancing to music opposite the main entrance of the House. But at 8.30 a.m., another group of youths gained entry into the Assembly premises through the back gate. Still on the Vanguard newspaper headlines, UBTH sensitizes Nigerians on blood clot in veins. (music) 
NAVDAC seals 27 sachet water companies over non-compliance. The National Agency for Food and Drug Administration and Control, NAVDAC, has sealed off 27 packaged water companies over unsatisfactory good manufacturing practices, GMP, with over 2,000 others registered within eight months. The agency, however, warned producers of packaged water in the country against compromising standards as it would not hesitate to clamp down on any found wanting. Still on the Vanguard newspaper headlines. Don't pardon Sarowiwa others. Declare them innocent, Musop tells federal government. Movement for the survival of the Ogoni people, Mosop, has urged the federal government to clear the names of the murdered Ogoni leader, Ken Sarowiwa, and the eight others and declare them innocent, adding that pardon would not be accepted by the Ogoni people. The apex decision-making organ of Mosop, the steering committee, also known as the Central Committee, took this position in a 10-point communique by Prince Birangwa, publicity secretary, after a two-day meeting of the body in Potakot River State. Finally, on the Vanguard newspaper headlines, Monarchs, religious leaders, WIC, others demand Inamdi Kanu's release. take some newspaper headlines now from uh, this day. Reps call for probe of Justice Orderly's residence invasion. The House of Representatives Committee on Judiciary has called for a discreet investigation to unravel the persons behind the invasion of the residence of Justice Mary Peter Orderly. The chairman of the committee... Honorable Onofiok Luke, in a statement issued yesterday, described the invasion of Peter Odili's residence as an assault on the sanctity of the nation's judiciary. Still on this day, newspapers, Anambra 2021, security, economy talk, economy taking points at prime business Africans election debate. Still on this day, newspapers, bandits invade Kaduna Church, kill two persons, abduct others. Two people were killed while many others were said to have been abducted when bandits invaded Baptist Church, Kakao Daji, Chikun local government area of Kaduna State yesterday. Sources said the bandits who were in large numbers surrounded the church and started shooting indiscriminately as people were worshipping. Still on this day, Ayu PDP is back to rescue Nigeria from her current mess.
still on this day, Rotimi Amechi, our 2019 experience won't happen again in rivers. Abuja Kaduna Rail, Federal Government Mall's installation of digital security network. That's all that we can take on uh, the newspaper headlines for today on uh, the morning show. Of course, trending issues is up next. Stay current. Be informed. Keep up with the happenings around the world you live in. That only 17% of our budget. Join us for news on the globe. News on the globe every day at 11 a.m. on 93.1 on 93.1 FM Futar Radio. We're about to take you on a journey of the best of music. Fasten your seatbelt. I'm sorry, sir. This is a no smoking zone. Sorry? No smoking zone. I'm not smoking zone. I'm smoking tobacco. No smoking inside the house. But why? Relax, sit back, and have a jolly good ride. Futar Radio 93.1 FM.
Nigeria, MGGN 2021. <laughs>
If you love good music, good music, good music. If you love good music, good music, good music. Your heart's too big to stop searching and start listening. Start listening. 93.1 FM. That's where you at. Once again, welcome to the morning show right here on Futurito 93.1 FM. It's time for Trending Issues. And of course, this is the first day of the month edition of Trending Issues. If you uh, could pick permit me uh, to say or put it that way. Uh, first, of course, I have S.E. Gone in the studio with me. S.E. Gone, uh, happy new month. Welcome. Happy new month, people. Uh, it's uh, November, and I'm sure a lot of people may be apprehensive that, wow, 2021 is over like that. 2020 part two. <laughs> don't get apprehensive really um if you if you feel that you haven't done much or you've not had uh, things happen your way don't worry uh i know a lot of us are seriously enjoying uh, the incremental progress aspect of uh, life uh, well, uh it's everything that has a beginning surely has an end mm-hmm. so let's just be a bit patient and see how things are going to play out so happy new month and welcome to this particular edition of trending issues of course and uh, how was your weekend as you gone yeah the weekend was um interesting it was uh, uh filled with discussions of uh, the good old days when um, one egg used to cost 30 naira <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean those good old days uh like uh and sometimes when we have these conversations, mm. it appears as if we're talking about like 20 years ago uh-huh. or like like yes. uh, 15 years ago mm-hmm. or thereabouts. But mm-hmm. if you consider that this thing we're talking about is just early this year. Just right here. Just early this year, mm-hmm. we we bought one egg, mm-hmm. you know, just one piece of egg for mm-hmm. 30 naira. But now it's 70, it's 80, it's 90, it's 100. Mm. I mean, that's something that's crazy that's incremental progress that we're talking about here uh so people need to 
I appreciate that. So that was that was what I spent my weekend discussing. Mm. Yeah. All right then. Let's uh, get into some other discussions from things that happened uh, over the weekend and uh, you know just happening, especially right here in Nigeria because that's what we do on the trending issues. Of course, now this whole thing with the invasion of Mary Odile's house uh, is kind of like getting more attention than um, maybe I don't know what is happening because uh, now uh, the Attorney General of the Federation, that's is Amala. Me is saying that invasion of Mary Odili's house has traces of uh, criminality. And of course, Mary uh, Odili is a justice of uh, the Supreme uh, Court, kind of reminiscent of what happened in 2015 with the other uh, Supreme Court judges. And there's so many discrepancies right here in this particular uh, scenario. Jesse Gong, what's happening? Well, I, I really can't say I can put a finger on what is happening hmm. because. Um, um, this particular administration has turned up a lot of interesting experiences and happenstances for people to discuss. We've had a lot of interesting talking points, you know, on training issues back to back, particularly on the uniqueness of the way this particular government handles issues. Mm. Um, the whole situation comes to mind. The invasion of the National Assembly comes to mind. Mm. Of course, you did mention the prior invasion of some judges, yes, you know, and the rest of them. You know, so, and then the, the thing about it is, there's, like you mentioned, there's a lot of discrepancies. Mm. Uh, what's, what's happening? Who is doing what? Mm-hmm. Who, who is giving the orders? Order, yes. Why are they? You understand? Mm. So, the, that confusion is the issue. That mm-hmm. particular situation where things like this happen and then those that are supposed to know yes. are putting off confused. Um, statements, statements like yes. okay was okay who did who did this who did that who is in yes. charge who ordered it mm-hmm. why did they order it mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. and don't forget that one of the things that we there, there's a national judicial commission for instance that is supposed to be responsible to take care of people in the judiciary that are actually maybe they have cases or they have petitions against them mm-hmm. it it goes to show that there are a lot of things with our own brand of democracy that needs to be scrutinized. We say we run three arms of government. We say we run the executive, we run the judiciary, we run the uh, legislative. And the idea is supposed to be that, yes, none of them is supposed to be above the constitution. So if you go against the constitution, of course, you should be penalized. Mm-hmm. Then on the other hand, there's the aspect of each arm uh, supposedly being expected to handle their own cases themselves mm-hmm. since they are interdependent. Mm. But of course, they're supposed to check with, you yes. know, one another with too another, as yes. well in, in all of this. So I, I really am at a loss as to how to really place this particular incident mm. because for anyone who has followed uh, Justice Mira Dele, she has actually been involved in some very high profile you know, cases, cases. In, in time past and uh, I, I think she's still one of those that we can say has been how do I put it, uh, fair Hmm. in the delivery of her judgment. So far, so good. Hmm. You know, so why this is happening now and all that, well, I don't know. But well, just like you mentioned, the fact that, uh, you know, these, these these several arms don't seem to, I don't know, this, this kind of disconnect as a 
strong disconnect even within their, uh, their, their, their you know, the individual arms themselves because uh, the statements from uh, the, the Attorney General of the Federation says that uh, a joint panel recovery which was said to have applied for the search warrant uh, in the Federal Ministry of Justice does not exist and uh, that uh, what we have or what they they have actually is uh, asset recovery and management units, uh, the mandate of which does not include sting operations. And this kind of like operation, according to uh, Wiki, uh, you know, like I said, this whole thing is beginning to draw more and more attention. Wiki uh, really said uh, that the, the federal government was giving the federal government an ultimatum uh, to investigate the invasion of uh, Odile's residence, saying that it was you know, done in this kind of a uh, guerrilla kind of uh, like style. So yeah, you know, this is not the first time that Wiki is in the news for this kind of issue. <laughs> Recall that there was uh, this case where uh, the, I'm trying to remember the case now. Yes, uh, where he went with government he had to, of, yes, to get yeah, he, he the, 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 the affected person out. And, and get the person out, you know. And, you see, and this is why there needs to be proper delineation between uh, when we talk about doing actual democracy. Hmm. You, you understand? Yes. You, you will see where the states need to understand that restructuring is important hmm. because this is a sure pointer, you know, uh, bringing to the fore uh, the issues of restructuring that we're talking about. Yes. For instance, I can decide, we can decide to have certain laws in our own state hmm. and not play by the laws in the other state. The what that will mean is that maybe if someone flouts a law there, the person comes to my state. You can't you can't come to my state to come and arrest the person yes. because the person is in my state and mm, all that. Mm, mm. Except if it has some federal linkage because mm. of course there are times when the, the, the issues have federal linkage according to the constitution. That means you can't hide in any state whatsoever. But each state still has and each governor still has the right to say hey Federal government, please stay where you are. I mm. mean, uh, Wiki is exercising his right as a governor, mm. and that that is how it should be. Mm. You understand? I mean, you you uh, apparently he he wasn't you know informed, informed or he wasn't carried along. Mm. You know, just like the other time when we had uh, the Ibo's case and people saying that the governor's coming and putting out a, a communication that to the effect that, listen, if you want to affect any or effect any arrest whatsoever, let us know. If you are coming to our states to do something, let us let know. Us let know. us be aware, you know, before you carry out such um, activities. Mm. So uh, for me, I'm excited that all of these things are happening mm. because for me, the conversation that we are feeling to have you get my point. Mm. Uh, we are we are feeling to be united about it. Mm. Incidents will keep happening that will push us to actually move there. Mm-hmm. Since we don't want to uh, um, take the bull by the horn, you understand. The bull will have to take us by the horn. Mm-hmm. I think that is what is going to happen mm. happen here. So we have to keep our fingers crossed, crossed. And, and watch out how this is going to play out because I know there's still going to be a lot of back and forth mm. and all the rest of them. And uh, apart from that, there will still be issues of, of um, how do I put it, issues of um, um, the opaqueness, you know, is it opacity, lack of transparency, mm. no accountability, mm. no openness, mm-hmm. you know, they will just do it and mishmash and brrr, yes. people will forget about it and move on and mm. life goes on, mm. which is, I mean, how this administration has decided to uh, run their thing. So mm. they, they are leaving very, very interesting legacy behind, you know, for people to see and uh, uh, history, 
you know, will be there mm. to actually remember them during the time when they were there. All right. Thank you very much. We have Skywalker in the building. Skywalker, welcome and a happy new month to you. Yeah, good morning. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. And uh, Skywalker, we were just talking about this uh, invasion of uh, Mary Odili's house uh, right there. And, uh, of course, the Attorney General of the Federation, Malami, denying uh, knowing anything uh, about this invasion. Also citing some, like we said, discrepancies and incongruities in uh, the documents that were actually tendered at the court uh, demanding for, you, 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 you know, search warrants uh, for the house. It seems like no one knows what is going on. There seems to be no answers anywhere. And uh, uh, we now has uh, given the federal government an ultimatum saying that, okay, you know, uh, we believe you, madam. We know that you, you had you nothing about it. But since you're saying that, then produce those uh, who are responsible uh, for all of this. What do you think about this, Skywalker? Well, people know what happened. Uh, that was the truth. It's just that they may not want us to know about it. They may not want to put it in public domain yeah. yes, yes. as to what really happened, huh. you know, uh, on Friday, uh, precisely. I, in fact, I think the invasion even started Thursday before uh, they finally uh, got uh, some kind of access to a certain degree because uh, some security operatives, we don't know who they are hmm. because, again, we, never know. we had assumed that they were the EFCC DSS. officials. Okay. But the EFCC came out, Wilson Wargerite said he, the EFCC doesn't know anything about it. And then again, then a word was, you know, coined, uh, like a joint security, yes. whatever it is. Recovery something. And then, yes. no, the, the recovery was not even part of it. It mm. was Malami that was trying to, to bring some level of clarity okay. as to, okay. you know, if they were on a mission to recover, you know, okay. government assets. Yes, of course, there's a, a, a kind of joint security uh, task force that have been, you know, delegated, that has been delegated to, you know, carry out that function. But mm. that this particular uh, joint security, whatever it is, was not uh, recognized by his office. He doesn't know anything about it. So for me, it just goes to tell you that when you have a situation where there is no strong leadership, this is what happens. Oh. The Oyoboma said something. Too many cooks will spoil the broth. The broth. That's soup. Let me and that is English. what we are having at the moment. If you... Okay, look at it now. We have so many pseudo-presidents everywhere. Benio. In In the corridors of power. Benio. And that's why you find out that people would do anything and they know there is nothing that would come out of it. They know that there is no repercussion for it because I don't understand why people would go out and carry out such a high level, high level kind of invasion because you're not just attacking anybody's residence. Ah. This is the residence of a Supreme Court justice. Justice. Uncle. And this, this, this woman did not just become Supreme Court Justice yesterday. Ah. She's been on this job for a while now. So to have people go and invade her house, for me, it even calls for serious concerns. Mm. What if they were people disguising as security operatives and they went and killed the woman? Ah. Because again, mm. if, if the, the, the number one person that should be informed, that should know about this, is saying he's that saying, he doesn't know anything know. about it. 
And he's even saying, he's going further to say that it has some criminal tendencies attached to it. Because they're all wondering, where did he get the, the, the warrant from? Who gave them the warrant? But eventually we heard the judge. The judge came out to also say that he was misled. And immediately he saw that the thing was going to become a problem. He quickly went back to his chambers and, and, and revoked the, the search warrant. <laughs> but in the first place, who were those that brought who the search warrant? And how do you get a search warrant? Essigan uh, was talking about the NJC. Look, it's good that, yes, the NJC, you know, sometimes should be carried along with these things. Mm. But again, nothing stops the security operatives from investigating anybody, whether you are, you are justice or whatever it is. You are not covered, you know, by the immunity clause that we have in the Constitution. So mm. there is nothing wrong in carrying out your investigation. Mm-hmm. You don't need to take permission from the NJC to carry out investigation. So, but again, but to carry out invasion, how do you, how do you, even if you want to carry out invasion, if you have credible evidence, if you have credible intelligence, because for me, that is where the problem even started from. If you have credible intelligence, of course you can go to the, as long as you have a search warrant, you can go there and carry out whatever, you know, lawful uh, uh, invasion that you want to carry out. You understand me? But it is so sad that at the end of it all, you look at it, you look at the whole process and how everything, you just know that some there are hanky-pankies and people who are coming out to deny that they don't know anything, I, I, I doubt that, that, that their, their, their sincerity. Because mm. the truth is that for no police officer would just carry himself or no EFCC officer would just or put DSS. himself out there or even DSS that would just feel that he has eaten and he's, he's bellyful and he wants to go to he doesn't go to Essigon's house <laughs> he decides to go to the, the, the Supreme Court Justice House, that person wants to lose his job. Mm. So somebody in high places yes, must have given, must that, have order. given that order. And the way they even got the search warrant, mm. one, one somebody just wrote a, 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 a very frivolous uh, petition and said that he observed uh, uh, fraudulent activities happening in the house, and then you just take it line... Who can say? And then you don't investigate, you don't find out whether that person is actually lying or... or so you, you see that everything just points to the fact that our security system, our security architecture, there is something wrong with it. And we don't want to pay attention, yet mm. we want everything to, to overnight just be okay mm. and pretend as if uh, the, the president is the only problem. The foundation matter. itself is having mm. issues. Yes. And everybody is shying away and, 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 and behaving as if those are not the issues, that that, that itself is not the problem. Okay. Put another person there and see whether this will not continue. continue. Ah, that's you're what right. we keep saying. You're right. You're right. The foundation is very faulty. And uh, speaking of people who are coming hard at the federal government, let's move over to SERAP. Uh, that's the Socioeconomic Rights and Accountability Project. Uh, we, we, they filed a lawsuit against the, pre- the president himself uh, over, as they say in the quote, his failure to probe allegations that over 880 billion naira of public funds are missing from three 367 ministries, departments, and agencies. That is uh, uh, MDAs. Now, the the suit actually followed uh, allegations contained in uh, a document of the 2018 annual audited report by the Office of the Auditor General of the Federation. And uh, Essigon, what do you think about these figures? These are huge numbers. 
You know, the thing is, um, I will keep commending Serap because uh, they seem to be consistent. I, I love their consistency mm. in calling out this government. Uh, and it appears as if they, they are not dropping frivolous claims. They actually go ahead to do their investigation mm. uh, properly before they come up with these things mm. and they don't just come to the news the reason why we're reading it in the news is because a reporter must have been there when they were filing it mm. or maybe they called the press conference or anything mm. but also <clears throat> as much as we celebrate Sarah for being consistent in calling out the government mm. also you will notice that um, this government also needs to be celebrated because they have been <laughs> consistent in ignoring all of these mm. issues and uh, since it, it, there are matters that have been taken to court, of course, we can't discuss matters yeah. that are in court until mm. they are done. Yeah, and of yes. course, you know that the court process in itself is under matter. You know, sometimes issues could take years before they are actually resolved mm. and all. Mm. You know, so um, I just want to, whoever it is that has access to Seraph in any way, uh, help me tell them kudos. They are doing a good job. Mm. As to the issues that they are raising, the issues are not issues that are hidden. They are in public view. Mm. We've talked about the fact that there's a, a, a lot that this particular... Mm. Because the, the, the painful aspect is a lot of people actually believed that this present dispensation, you know, was going to help us deal with the issue of corruption, mm. you know, uh, critically and decisively. Uh, but to now see that um, that is not the case, to now see that... Um, uh, they, they have uh, the people playing this administration are wiser, you know, and they have been. I mean, they are very, very. Uh, how do I put it? Uh, they play. They use the wisdom of thoughtis, you know, to to do stuff, and everything they do has legal backing. Mm. I mean, I'm very, very certain that by the time this dispensation will be done, it's going to be very, very hard to take anyone to court for any corruption issue because everything they have done is plain hmm. you know is very very plain hmm. and backed by law and policies and all the rest of them so hmm. um Serap is doing a good job and um, let's keep our fingers crossed now skywalker the the reason Serap is doing this is they say that uh, so that nigerians um there can be respect for nigerians that uh, they can be sure of the fact that justice does actually exist and that of course it is constitutional for uh, according to the 1999 nigerian constitution that president buhari has the duty to ensure that the investigation and prosecution of you know these allegations and of corruption are meted out why uh do you think this will have you know affect anything really on the general sense well in the first place uh, uh, the Auditor General's uh, report is usually uh, on a yearly basis. Mm. And uh, oftentimes, once this report you know, is concluded, they are sent to each government, uh, uh, let me say the different parts of our government. That's the legislature, uh, the, of course, the executive. Uh, well, I am not so sure if the judiciary Sorry. would have a copy but i know that all the time uh the house of reps and even the senate usually would look at or look into the auditor general's report especially when it comes to issues of budgeted funds like in the case now that we are looking at the 2022 budget usually what they also do is to look at you know the report of the uh, auditor general as to previous 
uh, funds that were allocated for specific okay. projects and pe- uh, specific uh, uh, expenditures so so that you can you know also uh, filter because okay. civil servants are also very very uh, criminally minded <laughs> <laughs> they would find a way to sneak in you know uh, budgeted items already Figures. you know in maybe 2021 budget or 20 to 2020 budget mm. and then they will find a way to sneak it into you know budget uh, provisions for the year mm. or the new one that is being looked into right now and so if 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 you want to be thorough at doing your job you want to find out what the auditor general has said as mm. regards some of those funds that were released mm. and every year i must tell you there's always one issue as to how much was missing, how much mm. was stolen, people who have refused to come and, you know, answer queries. Queries that were given to them by the Auditor General's uh, uh, office. Even National Assembly workers. Even some, because again, you find out that some allocations that are given to uh, legislative, uh, or should I say legislators, uh, most times those funds are not spent directly by them. They are spent by, uh, you know, workers who, who are, or should I say legislative workers now, people who work within the National Assembly. Because people also need to understand that the National Assembly is, is, a, is a, in fact, it has its own service commission. To tell you that most times when you hear National Assembly, everybody just forgets that there are also civil servants there. Yeah. They just say, oh, they just feel it's just senators that are. No. The whole place is also, you know, set up like yes. a government it's a of its own. It's, it's a system. system. So even some of those workers were given query as to, you know, some of the funds released for the National Assembly for them to come and answer those queries. Hmm. Nothing. Nothing at all. And then the House of Reps would puff and huff and then you would think that would, you know, some maybe some kind of uh, summons or some kind of uh, uh, what do they call this thing now? When 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 they call you and you refuse to show, there is this thing they call it. Uh, my head is not uh, coordinating on that now. Mm-hmm. But the the issue, some kind of uh, uh, you know compelling, subpoena. you know some kind of yeah subpoenas. Mm-hmm. Good, they subpoena you to appear, and then if they subpoena you to appear, you don't appear, they arrest you. You understand me? So, because to refuse to obey a subpoena itself, it's a crime yeah. of its own. So, but again, some of these things just come, we just do normal, normal, everybody just goes because again, you know, things happens to, uh, you know, we settle each other mm. one way or the other and everybody, okay. the legislature will keep quiet, mm. everybody will, and then these yes, things. So that's why over. Serap, because again, if, if we had a legislative arm that is actually, you know, proactive... <laughs> This should not. This should not go to court. Why should it be going to court? <laughs> For one reason. Why? Why should Sarah be the one taking this to court? When we have lawmakers who are supposed to be that the ones sitting the down, job. you know, sitting down on this and ensuring that everyone who has stolen one dime, you know, is is is, is brought to book. But of course, that's not their problem. That mm. they don't they don't care about stuff like this. No. And like Essigon was saying, okay. and I must I must chip into that. That look, one of the things that you know breaks my heart is the fact that. Some of us thought this, you know, this whole thing was going to stop with this present, you know, dispensation. Because that was what they promised the people. They made a lot of promises as to cleaning up, you know, this the nonsense. Yes. Clean up the mess. You wrote into this on the back of this That's promise. That's what they said. Yes. But again, mm. like he has also said, mm. 
they have constitutionalized the stealing. It is so easy for you now because, like someone told me last week, he said they have learned f- from the mistake of the past. Hmm. They have learned from the mistakes of others who we are dragging. Now, they have learned. They have perfected it. And they have perfected the system in such a way that it will be very difficult for yeah. you to hold anybody, you know, you, you, uh, you you know and yes. say that you, you have stolen this money. because No, no it will be very, very, very you difficult. Hmm. Because yeah. they have perfected the system. The system itself. If you look at the governors that are having problems today with EFCC, go back. You will find out that most of the crimes they committed was before the EFCC was established. It was hmm. before 2003. Governors who probably entered in 1999 and even those who came in uh, in 2003, you know, those who came in in 2003 mm-hmm. at that time, the EFCC mm-hmm. had not really yes. evolved to the so level that. So yeah. they are the ones that are having problems. But look at it. Which which recent governor that uh, probably 2011? Uh, how many of them? You know, have 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 we prosecuted? How many of them have we have we arrested? Even though some of them, uh, you know, you put bad name on them because mm-hmm. they are not in your group. So it's just very, very sad that this is where we are. Mm. And I hope that because again, Serap is their hands are tied. There's a limit to which you can you can push this even in the judiciary because the judiciary itself has its own canker worms, has its own you know challenges. One case we would do ten years on it. Mm. It's, ah. it's, it's horrible. Well, uh, people who, uh, speaking of uh, people who are still challenging the government, although this is not the federal government now, is uh, NECO, actually, that's the National Examination Council. And I, I, I put this one at this point in time because now we're moving over to the north. And uh, uh, NECO is saying that, that, that the northern states owe them 2.8 billion naira, actually. And, uh, you know, made this disclosure in MENA on Saturday. Now, Essigon, we have uh, spoken so many times before about how this, uh, you know, illiteracy level, how high the illiteracy level is in the north. Do you think that this is something that is good for the northern government if it's actually investigated and found to be true? No, I think um, it, this is not really a big deal. Um, and this, let me let me explain mm. why I'm saying that. You know, usually uh, everyone is expected to, if you are in secondary school mm. and you have the means, you go ahead and you procure NECO form mm. or WIAC form mm. or JAMB or any of those, and then you you sit for it. Uh, but we've had you know governors come up and decide to do a program where they help indigent students or mm. they just go ahead and you get uh, pay for um, certain st- number of students mm. yearly. Mm. So th- this is based on an ongoing arrangement. Mm. Uh, now, I, I don't know why NECO decided to come out to share this or whoever it is that is speaking for NECO mm. uh, came out to actually share this information. Mm. You know, maybe they've made overtures to the governors in question and those ones are yet to pay. Or it's possible also hmm. that it could have been an agreement that was entered into by previous governments okay. that present governments are not actually, you know, honoring. You know, that could be the case. So I guess it it may be the reason why he decided to bring it out to the fore so Mm. that people can weigh in and say, "Uh -uh, ah, guy, continue the legacy of the person that left now. Because Mm -hmm. a a lot of us in Nigeria don't know that governance is continuity or Mm. is a continuum. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, for instance, there are some things that a certain dispensation has done, 
and established, particularly if it is backed by law. And that is why some of these things, we have issues with them. You just wake up on a whim and just decide that you want to do this, and you don't entrench it in the law. If you don't entrench it in the law, then another person can come up and and shift it and do as if I didn't notice. So it's possible that any of these scenarios is what is playing out there, and this particular official feels that, hey, uh, I need to shout to like mm. Sorosoke kind of thing, and let's hope that the Sorosoke is going to help. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No problem. Thank you uh, very much for that one. Now, uh, I feel like every time we come here, we speak about this a lot of times, but once again, uh, the in in you know, it was reported uh, that the police chief Usman Alkali uh, on a Thursday actually said that uh, you know despite the you know forty Nigerians being killed by non-state actors last week, uh, you know the country is still stable, the security is still stable. Mike, uh, is this a conversation that we are t- where we we should get tired of having, or or what do you feel? Well, for me, uh, this uh, is not something that uh, is new. I'm even surprised that, uh, you know, somebody is actually counting. I thought that we would have forgotten by now that, uh, you know, people are dying on a weekly basis. Uh, Because, again, it, it just shows clearly that somebody you know has taken you know that responsibility to count mm. on a weekly basis and maybe and maybe bring the attention well m- m- not not necessarily i'm being just, sarcastic i know just just <laughs> just <laughs> you know just to like bring the attention of those who are in power and also nigerians mm. you know to the fact that on a weekly basis People a certain number of people, yeah, you know, would have been killed. Fatalities. And I think it's important that that is put, you know, on, on the public platform. But mm. it's, it's interesting that in the midst of all this, you know, we still have people who believe that it is not as bad as, as it is. It mm. is not that, uh, uh, it is not that bad. After all, it's just 40. Like you said, you know, comparing so if, to if the whole. do it. So, but again, it's just uh, another indication that things are not okay yet and that government needs to do a lot more in their fight against uh, insecurity mm. uh, there's this video that uh, you know is making the round and that's the video uh, i think of an attack that happened in uh, idimili south i think uh, in anambra state Anambra's where state. police were able and then of course other security uh, outfits were you know uh, able to repel an attack by some gunmen, and uh, in that video, yeah. you could see even the police commissioner, you know, with a gun, coordinating his boys. They were all, you know, trying to, and and this was in a marketplace, oh, hmm. in in broad daylight marketplace. You understand? And that's to tell you that our police officers, our security officials, they are doing the best that they can, and we must continue to support them if you see this video that i'm talking about you know you would think that you were you were seeing this in a movie and then these are live rounds fired at security officers and they are not backing down and they are also you know advancing eventually they were able to kill i think four or five of those gunmen and they were able to repel that attack so it's it's their job is also not an easy one and that's the more reason why we would continue to advocate that we give them all that is needed 
in order to be able to defeat you know this 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 wickedness that we're seeing around you know our country hmm. and so that we will stop to be you know will stop keeping tallies of people who have died on a weekly basis so it's important that we, we remember them in our prayers we support them the best that we can we know that there are bad eggs amongst them but those that are bad should not overshadow those who are actually doing the best that they can mm-hmm. you know to ensure that you and i sleep with two 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 eyes uh, closed mm-hmm. because i i've always said it if not for them we may complain and say that they are not doing enough we may say that uh, a government would come out and make statements that are you know not true about the efforts that they are making to curb this insecurity but again if not that mm. these people are out there if not for the little efforts that they are making call it little whichever way you want yeah. to look at it mm-hmm. but if not for the efforts that they are making you and i will not be here you and i will not come to work today because these evil doers they don't mind. They would take over the whole country. That's their desire. That's that's their hope. That's their aspiration. They want to take over everywhere. But thank God that they are out there. And they are able to like put some kind of deterrent against all these, you know, killings that are happening around the country. If mm. not, you and I will not be safe. Mm. So let's continue to support them mm-hmm. and continue to pray and call on government. Yes. Because for me, I think government itself is not doing, you know enough mm. to support them in order to get this job of uh, uh, you know insecurity to get this insecurity you know out to reach it out of, of of our country if we ever can but where does the government come in like I've always said the policies that they are making we need to decentralize we need to see how we can put this you know in diff- smaller units and see how we can strengthen that you know these smaller units to be able yes. to fight within that small because if if you you're fighting a small in a small area it's easier to to to, to control you know, to control and then yes. it's easier to survey yes. it's easier to manage than to you know put everything in a big uh space or a big cycle and then you you hope two or three would be able to it will work that way so that let's way. decentralize break it into smaller pieces mm. so that those who are responsible we we put people who are chief security officers we put it on them to really become chief security officers. officers okay and uh, Essigon, what do you think about this because like mike said there's reports of uh, you know also security personnel losing their lives as well and i want you to also just quickly put uh shed some more light on what the, 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 the they mean by non-state actors <laughs> well I, I think um, it's, uh, it's a matter of reporting really when you say non-state actors okay. it uh, it means people that are not sanctioned by the government mm. so I, I guess they just want to give blanket because there's a confusion as to who a terrorist is or a bandit is or a kidnapper is I mean we have what those are the issues we are dealing with so rather than say bandits kidnappers terrorists or mm. whatever it is mm. or let's just put everything together mm. that non-state actors people that are not sanctioned by the government people that are not licensed to kill you know from uh, by the constitution you know they are not in any way allowed to do so so they are the ones that are perpetrating this crime in other words they are criminals but because criminal has levels mm. let's put everything as non-state actors mm. and as to what is happening of course we really must commend you know our security officials as, as to what they are doing putting their life on the line and doing the best that they can 
in, in even in the face of the challenges that they are faced with and 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 all you know but at the same time i think this issue of trying to downplay the reality mm. is what i am not really well, comfortable i was with. going to ask about that, that I, mentality. I, I know that yes propaganda mm. is part of you know the arsenal or the ammunition you use in war for instance if it were the terrorists here now if if terrorists uh uh, in fact, we have had a reduction in the propaganda coming from terrorist acts. And that, that for me, shows that uh, some of these things are really shifting. Because in those days, we used to have a lot of videos of Shekau come out, and a lot of videos of um, these Dasali acts coming in and then them pushing it. But th- there's been a lot of work to suppress such such things. Uh, there's been a coordination with social media handles to ensure that such things do not come to the fore like uh, it used to be before, which is, a, which is very, very good, you know, because you can't allow that. That actually breeds fear, and that plays to uh, the advantage the of the terrorists. Terrorism. And of course, I'm sure that that is why, you know, the, the Minister of Information and the Presidency is always begging the media, you know, not to uh, give so much attention to what they, uh, they they are doing, and rather focus on what our forces, you know, are doing. Uh, so, if that is the case, as we encourage our people, I mean, they are part of us, then let them do more, mm-hmm. more. You understand to counter, so that we will know that okay, let's report more. Okay, 40 people, 40 Nigerians died this past week. 40 Nigerians. That means every other day something is happening. And these are the cases that are reported. reported there are some yes, that may not have been reported. Yes. Now, if that is the case, if, for instance, we are, ha- we are, we are having information also that, ah, um, okay, 100 uh, terrorists or insurgents or whatever they want to call it, or non-state actors who were neutralized, and every week we're having a count. You know, we're having a count of so-so number of insurgents neutralized, so-so number of insurgents neutralized, so-so number of insurgents neutralized every week. I think for me, I will now want to focus more on the number of neutralized, and I'll be counting that at least by now. Mm. If we are neutralizing this much per week too, then by by now then we should have you know gained some uh, serious progress. So uh, let's let's let the propaganda be balanced. Okay. That's just my own. Okay, thank you very much. That was all that we can take on uh, trending issues for today. Once again, uh, happy new month.